We then jump back home for easily the funniest visual we've seen all season, perhaps all of our lives. Um, a tiny bird puppet on an IV drip, lying in a hospital, <laughs> lying in a hospital bed, being mildly nudged to make it look like it's talking. When Salem, dressed as a nurse, asks him what he needs. Brilliant. <laughs> Could all the minutes. <laughs> Would all the miniature hospital equipment have existed beforehand, or would they had to have made it? Oh, good question. No, no, no. Well, the magic will, is in them. They made it themselves. That's the magic. Was it like a bar- Was it like a Barbie ICU set? <laughs> yes, it, exactly that. It's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It, it was a children's toy. They didn't hand make everything. It was morbid- a chil- children's toy that they adapted toy? slightly um, for a bird. I wouldn't I want my children to buy any toy with a life support machine. <laughs> Been bleak, isn't it? No, they need to learn, Graham. They need to <laughs> learn. Life support is a viable option. This is where you'll end up if you don't behave. <laughs> exactly. There you if go. you don't behave, you'll be on life support and we might just pull the plug because you you're annoying. <laughs> exactly. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Here we go. I've got the Barbie kidney stone playset. Enjoy. <laughs> the Barbie polio playset. We might not get you that jab. <laughs> we might turn it down. And then where will you be? Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three vengeful, volatile veterinarians review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil Dean, I'm your host and guide through this wonderful, delightful, Christmassy themed episode of our podcast. Well, we're not covering a Christmas episode, we've done that, but we are recording around a Christmas period of our lives. More on that shortly. Um, but I am not alone. Me, obviously I said my name is Phil Dean and I'm joined by my closest friends. I say closest, they're still in their own homes until it is safe to come out uh, because they uh, do like to hibernate during this time. First of all, it's Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. It certainly has. We shouldn't have left you without a dope cast to laugh to. Um... But we're we're back now. Um, yeah, uh, this this feels weird. It's it's been a long, long time. Um, I mean, like last time we podcasted, right? Um, our government was totally mishandling a pandemic, right? And hundreds of people were dying, and nobody could go anywhere. Can you remember that? <laughs> that was two months ago. The exact same shit is still going on. And now hashtag Christmas is cancelled is what's uh, what it's all about now. Oh, what did Christmas say? Oh. Christmas is racist. Yeah. That's what it is, as it all is. Um, and we're, obviously we're not joined. We're joined by another Chris, uh, Chris Evans. Uh, he doesn't like Christmas. Uh, but Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, no, just a little bit fearful when you said about Christmas, because I was like, did I watch the wrong episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Christmas time. Christmas we're time. recording this um, five days out of, of Christmas. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Graham, bang on. I mean... You know, I think it's time that, you know, we thank God it's them instead of you. Um, that song's going to hit different this year in the South, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for, for once, we in the North are thanking God it's them instead of us. I mean, that is a, that yeah. is a uh, thing. But then people in New Zealand and China and Vietnam are thanking God it's the rest of the world in, instead of them who have pretty much got over this virus and are having a grand old time. So, oh, uh, speak, speaking of China, did you... Did you see what Farage tweeted out the other day? I don't know. Is, is he? What, what, what's he doing? Is he blaming them for the virus? Yeah, yeah, he... yeah. It just said Christmas cancelled. Thanks, China. Oh, well, maybe it's just because he dropped his mum's finest china and he's got nothing to serve his turkey on. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That. That, that, that's that's the charitable read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that, that's the reason. Yeah, and we'll just um, we'll just leave it like that. You know, Christmas is cancelled. You know, if you do uh, if you do lose your best crockery, then I understand it can be quite painful. But come on, nice chin up, and I mean, uh, just get on with it. I mean, it's one thing blaming the nation of China for this virus, but if he is accusing China Jesusita shavers of spreading this virus, then him and me are gonna have some problems. 
Certainly, um, uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely true, Graham. And, and we were talking about sort of problems. Um, obviously, we said you know it's been a while since we've it's been a while since we've done a, a recording of this show, but it's it's really just because obviously I know I know this podcast is all about Sabrina, but obviously it does live off kind of like the um, the repertoire between the three of us, gents, and uh, things have kind of got on top of us a little bit over the last uh, 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 six or eight weeks or so, hasn't it? Uh, the repartee, repartee, sorry. Yes. You see, that's the repartee we have. Phil says something wrong, and I correct. Exactly, and and when we're all sort of stressed or things have gone on top of us, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not quite good to sort of get together and just chin wag and talk about Sabrina when uh, you know things are on our minds. But you know, we're we're going to record obviously this episode now, and we're going to do a, a small batch or so over this Christmas period. And uh, uh, but as for this episode that we're just about to chat about, uh, despite it being Christmas, we're actually two months away from this holiday. It is a Valentine's Day themed one. Uh, this episode uh, number fifteen, kind of. Uh, I'll explain that in a sec. Um, yeah, season four of episode 15, kind of, is uh, Love in Bloom. In this episode, uh, Sabrina is kind of like internally torn and disfigured due to the fact that she's got two lovers on the go. And yeah, it's, you know, if she doesn't resolve it soon, she's going to be turning into something that's like cold hearted or just can't love. And yeah, just a bit of a mess, really. So she's got to kind of deter one of the, one of the lads away. Um, the reason why I said episode 15, kind of, is because. Episode 15, 16, and 17 were actually aired in the wrong order. Oh, uh, for heaven's <laughs> sake. Uh, on, they were broadcast in the wrong order, and but still put on you know, DVD and things in the, the wrong order. So um, there's that character that was uh, Hilda's love interest in this particular episode. Yes. Uh, he was actually introduced at the end of, I think, the next episode or the episode after that. Brilliant. So it's a bit of a, a, big, bit of a mess. It's not the first time we've done this. But yeah, after this is the fi- episode 15 that we're reviewing anyway. Do you know what's funny uh, about that? What? Nine times out of ten, you could air Sabrina episodes back to front and nobody would fucking notice. <laughs> like, the one time an occasional character actually continues from one episode to another and the plot of them progresses <laughs> they did that that's that's unbelievable <laughs> that's it and you know it, it's very much it, 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 did sabrina do it before firefly did it and you know airing everything out, out well i mean and... did you tell me that you wish was a uh, aired uh, back to front as well <laughs> yeah but no one cared about that didn't they graham nobody's no silly boy fucking cared <laughs> nobody was watching so it didn't matter <laughs> But yeah, speaking of this episode, and obviously funny coming off that, um, did you enjoy this episode? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I mean, aspects of it I did enjoy. Uh, a certain Mr. B Horror um, made a reappearance, and I I don't like it when he shows up. Um, but there was some, there was some good sight gags. Um, there was some some very good uh, character consistency and seeing how these people do do very much sort of care about each other. Quite quite a bit of heart in this episode, both made of candy and. Um, made of uh, love and affection. I, I I think it was a pretty solid outing. I mean, they do they always do a Valentine's Day episode? I feel like we've had a lot. Yes, yes. Yeah. There, there definitely has been some, but I assume it's been one every season, yeah. Yeah, so they could be quite thin on the ground with ideas for V-Day by this point, but I, th- I think they did all right. Yeah, and, and Chris, obviously, we, we gave praise on the, uh, at least me and Graham did, on the Christmas episode we did uh, recently, where it was a Christmas-themed episode, but it wasn't too out of place or jarring in, in the current uh, run of the episodes. Do you think the same was about the Valentine's Day? Even you know, it's it's revolved around Valentine's Day, but it wasn't it wasn't like a an inappropriate you know disfiguring episode. I can't say anything now, otherwise I'll spoil the entire review. But there was a very clear aspect of it that I was like, "Hang on a tick, that's that's so six seven episodes ago." Do you get what I mean? It was like there's been nothing about it, nothing about it, nothing about it. Oh, and now all of this is happening because of it. It's like, well, wh- wh- when was that still a thing? Yeah, I, I, I know what you're on about, yeah. Then again, now Phil's told us what he has. Was it meant to be six, seven episodes ago, or was that episode meant to have aired at the same time as this one? <laughs> yeah, maybe that was supposed to be... Maybe this episode was supposed to be after that one. Maybe this is episode four. Who the fuck knows? I enjoyed it. I, you know, I, I, you know we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it now, but yeah, I think some aspects of it that were, were very fun. Uh, one... One setup in particular, uh, just involving just two puppets, just stabbed me in stitches. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, we'll, uh, we'll, I, yeah. we'll we'll jump into that um, as we progress. But uh, yeah, we, we might as well jump in. Uh, the episode opens in the Spellman kitchen, where Sabrina is deliberating what to get Harvey for Valentine's Day. Hilda agrees that it can be hard to find something masculine, romantic, and red, or sa- or salmon, as Salem suggests. <laughs> I really like that. Okay. He then says. 
Nothing says love like things that swim upstream. And I guess, is he referring to semen there, boys? Yes, he is. He is. Yes, he is. That is the best joke of Sabrina ever. A nice little comparison between salmon and the swimming habits of, um, yeah, sort of almost Tezajus. Almost the same word. Kind of. Yes. Salmon. Sa- salmon. Yeah. Semen. Salmon. Yeah. Semen. I always do enjoy whatever they've managed to sneak mature jokes into kids shows it's always it's yeah, always, yeah. It's always, always something to keep an eye out for Let, let's just say they had a pair of balls to put it in yeah. there you could you, yeah you could say yeah. it's at least worth keeping one eye out for that's what you could say i'm just really glad they didn't you know shaft it yeah exactly yes yeah yeah, yeah. don't want to cock up a good opening to an episode oh, oh it, yeah definitely definitely i mean to be honest with you as far as i'm concerned that was the tip top of the episode yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, if it's good, you know, if, if the opening episode is good, you know, where does it bell end? <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get bell ended, and I couldn't get there. <laughs> I mean, we're all trying. We're, we're all trying to figure. That's out what to, she said. We're all trying to figure out how to get bell ending, Chris. But uh... <laughs> especially during this social distancing, you know, what 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 can you do? Yeah, <laughs> just mutually so, yeah. masturbate. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Just stare into each other's eyes. It can be romantic. Which eyes which are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, opening on this episode on a nice semen joke. Lovely. Um, suddenly, the toaster pops, and it's a coupon for a gondola ride through the Milky Way. Uh, Zelda ordered it a hundred years ago for a boyfriend, Ulysses S. Grant. Um, so, I guess this kind of correlates to, uh, you know, the... Both Hilda and Zelda were on opposite ends of the American Civil yes. War, weren't they? Um, so I guess we now know which which side they were. Both of them were on. Oh my God! Yeah, that is actually realm building. Yeah, we we assumed Hilda was on the Confederate side, but <laughs> now we know because um, yeah, obviously General Ulysses S. Grant was the um, the Union uh, general. So yeah, holy mm-hmm. crap! But yeah, so the reason why um, obviously he couldn't use the coupon is because he got old and died, obviously. Mm. Um, but instead, it's the perfect gift for Harvey. Uh, Sabrina exchanges the coupon and the promotional free chocolate rains on them like a scene out of Dante's Peak. Uh, the chocolate drops pops. Uh, the chocolate drop props look absolutely delicious. I no, they we... don't. They look like fucking turds. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> delicious turds. No they, look... no, they do not look like delicious turds. They look like round balls of human no in fact not even human no they i look like large rabbit excrement i was gonna say yeah they don't look like human shit but they do look like shit of some description yeah I, they're, I, I they're was, rabbit shit yeah that that was that was the first thing that struck me is that looks like shit literally um <laughs> the first thing that struck me was like that looks tasty I, I, and, so and, yeah I think, and speaking uh, of speaking of um struck there was they're mainly dropping these in front of the camera there was a brief period where they're landing on the actors. They're landing with force. Like they, they fucking are. They are. They are. I was not even cascading. They are just hammering. It's like hammering hail. Down. It's like hail. Just what? What? Yeah. Just fucking it down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crashing to the ground. Fucking it down just, with these, yeah. these, these these chocolate turds. And yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to obviously the the the, uh, the penis talk from before. You know, some of them. My dad says it's wanging it down. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks like. Sorry, your dad refers to. Heavy rain as wanging it down. Wanging it down, yeah. Sorry, let me say that again. Wanging it down. Yeah, wanging. But uh, yeah, so it yeah, it does look... It looks great. I think the effect looks great. But yeah, it also looks extremely hazardous. Uh, but yeah, still, it's uh, it's good. Stain starts uh, nibbling on it. And uh, oh, about the, the gondola ride as well, that it's revealed that... Uh, you no, know, she's like, oh well, how can I explain to uh, to Harvey about the you know the, the ride? And so apparently, any mortal that rides it won't remember the actual trip through the Milky Way, but they will leave the um, the date with just a, a really amazing feeling of love. So that's that's how they explain yeah, that way. I but, guess. But again, I'm just gonna go with that's just lazy. That is lazy. So lazy. Um, but speaking of lazy, we get to the title sequence. And uh, normally during this point, we would have Sabrina dressed in various costumes and she'd tell us a little gag about it. But uh, as these are no longer present in season four, we like to do it ourselves. Um, I believe, according to my notes that I wrote about four weeks ago, I believe uh, it's Chris's go uh, this time around. Now, Chris, you teased us that you had an absolute cracker coming into this episode. And uh, me and Graham have been so excited for the last 15 minutes about what on earth it could be. So. Chris, presenters, your mirror gag. Okay. 
<laughs> You're a bellend. <laughs> I, I laughed. That's uh, yeah, it's a good gag. I have nothing, so let's see what we got. Um, so obviously, <laughs> Sabrina stood in front of the mirror, vying for time now, vying for time, vamping. So how, Sabrina how, stood how, in front. How tall is the mirror? <laughs> the mirror is six foot tall. Right. Okay. Got, yeah. Just, nice. Just, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. How many? How many jewels does it have? Uh, oh, the the entire the entire frame is uh, jewel studded. Yeah, it's oh. diamonted. It's got pictures of us on it. Then. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, stood in front of the mirror. Um, costume change. Costume change. Costume change. I mean, when I Final... when I'm there, when I'm there, there is a stood in front of the mirror. I tell you. But um, nice. Um, uh, and then. You know, uh, final one. Uh, there's no change. She just sort of jerks forward. Her her left shoulder jerks, right. and she turns to the camera, and uh, just in her back is uh, is an arrow, and then uh, shot to the heart plays in the background. The end. So the joke, the joke is Bon Jovi. Yes, I mean, got you. They are a bit of a joke. There you go. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to say that you give Miragags a bad name, Chris. I certainly do, because I've just come up with one. Um, where she's, you know, costume, costume, costume. And the last costume, she's dressed as, uh, as 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 the devil. And she's got a nice little um, sort of gardening hat on. And she's got lots of plants there. And she just looks. And she's got a look of a northern lass on her face. And she just looks at the camera and just goes, Blooming hell. Blooming hell. Uh for listeners yeah. not okay. not from not from the UK. Uh neck usually is the uh phrase uttered by traditionally by people in the north of England. Just as an expression of shock. Okay, okay, I've got one. I've got another oh, one. Oh, I've got a go different on, one. Nice. Okay. Uh costume, 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 diamante mirror. Uh final costume is a um she's in a love heart candy. She turns, looks at the camera and goes, Seriously? Seriously, oh, someone just eat me. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, that's, 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 that's work. probably about the standard they did deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that that would very likely have made it to an episode. We're still in the kitchen, and Sabrina and Zelda are getting gooey about Valentine's Day, but they decide to downplay around Hilda because she's single and recently had to send a Daniel Boone. Yes, back Daniel Boone. Um, Graham, do you know who Daniel Boone is? Yes, Daniel Boone. Is do you know who David Crockett is? Basically, some sort of guy to David Crockett, where he was a real person, and he did do a lot of like he settled. I think what was what's now Kentucky. You know, like he sort of like went into the wilderness and like helped, like you know, like map the area and establish a trail for settlers and build communities there and things. But also, a lot of the stories of him are like folk tales. You know, there's a lot of like you know, like it's also is it's sort of like right. a a like a mythical figure and a real person at the same time. Uh, like frontiersman, very similar to Davy Crockett. So that's who Daniel Boone is. Got yeah, right. And and of course he's just introduced here because he was actually back introduced uh, on an episode we are yet to see. So we'll find out exactly how he came about. But yeah, he's just just a man sort of hiding out in um, in in uh, the, the attic at the moment, the loft. And yeah, so yeah, he's kind of kind of dating uh, Hilda. But who is playing uh, Daniel Boone here? Who? It's, it's, it's not the Daniel Boone. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't available. He, he had a very busy schedule around about 2000. Um, what? Death? He was appearing in a lot of History Channel stuff. Um, and So instead, they got uh, one uh, Mr. Matt Battaglia. Um, right. Who was an NFL player. He was a linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Um, and then he went on to have something of a career in acting. He's mainly a that guy, just been in lots of individual episodes or a few episode runs in uh, a lot of different things. However, uh, perhaps the most notable thing he did was in the late 90s, a couple of years before this, he was in two straight-to-video sequels to Universal Soldier, playing the Van Damme role. And he's also a producer. Um, he won a uh, Emmy in uh, 2012 as executive producer for the show Last Shot with Judge Gunn. So, there you go. Right. Well, there we go. Well done. I thought you were going to say the person playing him was Daniel Boone the III. Um, 
But uh, oh, that would not be wonderful. I think it'd be a bit more <laughs> than the third by two thousand. But yeah, <laughs> that would have been wonderful. Uh, so yes, yeah, so there is uh, Mr. Daniel Boom. Uh, suddenly, a Valentine's Day card arrives at the house, but it's unsigned and not addressed to anyone in particular. So Sabrina assumes it's from Harvey, and Zelda assumes it's from Willard. Harvey rocks up clueless. It's Valentine's Day soon, and Mr. Craft is ill. And again, clueless to it being Valentine's Day soon. So the ladies then assume. It simply must be for Aunt Hilda, which they think, you know, it really lift her spirits because she's single. She's clearly not dealing with it. But obviously they don't. Uh, they're not aware that um, a kidnapped Daniel Boone is in uh, is in the loft. Who sends an anonymous Valentine's Day card? That is so fucking manipulative. Tell me who you are so I can either crush your spirits <laughs> or let you down gently. It's as simple as that. Oh, I've got a crush on you. What are you, 12? Piss off. I think if any adults, I think possibly particularly women, received an anonymous Valentine's card now, you'd be very worried that you've got a it's stalker. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely on it's the radar, like, isn't it? Yeah. It's stalker territory. Yeah, exactly. It's not, norm- it's, like, it's not normal. Tell them in person, face to face, that you would like to go for a drink with them, whether it be coffee, beer tequila or a glass of water yep. just say chris, chris do you care to join me for a drink no one is going out for a drink next february do you care to join me on zoom <laughs> yes <laughs> um so speaking of aunt zelda she comes down to discreetly fetch some meat for a kidnapped lover who says he wants to make hilda a fur cap for valentine's uh, from salem's carcass um she tries to say that uh, oh no that's salem you, you can't catch him and then she tells him how to catch him. So nice little, uh, obviously, nice bit of tomfoolery and, and uh, banter between uh, Hilda and Salem there. Um, speaking of that p- pathetic tub of fur, a uh, Salem, uh, he's been tormented by a bird who keeps singing loudly, keeping him up. Oh, keeping him up, and he's too lazy to catch him. Sabrina gives the bird the ability to talk. And that's exactly what he's saying, that he's just a pathetic tub of fur and that he's just too lazy to do anything. Um, and of course, do you, do, you, do you get the joke, boys? It's it's an actual mocking bird. Oh! Ha! I see. They allege that this bird is a robin. Yeah, I, I, when they said robin, I was like, no, it's not a fucking robin. Where's its red breast? Typical, typical man you, Chris. Here's a bird, where's a breast? That's just so dis- <laughs> And it was Valentine's Day, but that's not the attitude we want to take at oh, Christmas. Okay, okay, Philip. Let's go into the origins of why a robin is called a robin redbreast, that we've now abbreviated to a robin. The reason why a robin is called a robin redbreast is because the story goes in the uh, in, in the Bible, yeah, that's right, going back to Jesus' day, that it was a robin that flapped its wings incredibly hard to make sure that the fire still burns so that the baby Jesus was warm over the Christmas period. In doing so, the fire singed its chest and hence giving it the burn that we know as the red breast. Hence, Robin Redbreast, in recent times, we've dropped the Redbreast, and it's now just Robin. So, screw you, Phil. Don't make me out to be a bit of a misogynist now, all right? Well, I'm looking at American Robins here. American Robins! Yeah. Well, I hope they... Stay away from me! I, I hope they stay away from me if they're going to keep you up all night. This yeah. this, this, this chap that we saw uh, was definitely not a Robin. No, no. But uh, it's definitely a mocking bird. Um, and obviously, Salem does go to then attempt to to kill it, but uh, we'll we'll find that out a bit later. Um, we're in the coffee shop, which is called what, Chris? <laughs> it's called shit. Correct. Um, well done. So <laughs> some, something beans. So we're in shit something beans, and Sabrina is fixing up a coffee. <laughs> How do I not remember? That's your homework. Try and remember, Chris. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're in something beans, and Sabrina is fixing up a coffee for an extremely creepy guy who says, "Thanks, but why would I want cinnamon when I've got your smile?" Because you can't drink her face, you silly bastard. That's the real reason why. <laughs> you can't drink her face. Unless her face is on soup, like Donald Frazon, of course. Um, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, people's creep... People need a better creep radar in this show. Anonymous Valentine's are like, oh, isn't that lovely? And, yeah, this guy wants to drink your face, and you're like, oh, bless you. <laughs> yeah, oh, isn't he nice? He's just a creep. The last but, person yeah. who said they wanted to drink my well, face. 
that yeah, there were legal proceedings launched, I tell you. So, uh, yeah. I mean, he's saying that. Why do I need cinnamon when I, when there's your face? I'm, <laughs> cinnamon's a spice. <laughs> Sorry, just, just like, why do I need cinnamon when there's your face? <laughs> cinnamon's a spice. It's not, it's not like, it's, it's a spice. It's not sweet. If you want sweetness, you get sugar or a sweetener or fucking splendor. Not cinnamon. <laughs> I just, I just like you... that that alternative uh, cut of the line. <laughs> just <laughs> why do I need cinnamon when, <laughs> when there's, when your, there's face. your face? No, <laughs> no. Back, back on back on the Robin um, talk. By the way, the do you want to know what the Latin name for the American Robin is? Oh please, go on. Turdus Migratorius. Wow. Turdus. Turdus. Turdus Migratorius. As in turd. Turdus Migratorius is in the moving shit. So. (laughs) Nice. There you go. (laughs) Moving little shit. (laughs) The Latin name for uh, the eyebrowed thrush is Turdus Obscurus, by the way. So. uh, (laughs) There you go. That sounds like a really gross, like Harry Potter spell, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. It's the poo realm. It's it's um it's what did um, J.K. Rowling said that all wizards pooed on the floor, didn't they? <laughs> and then magic shit. Yes. Away. Nice. That's Turdus Obscurus. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway. The, the, J.K. Rowling said they all pooed on the floor because they were scared of going into the bathroom because of all the trans people. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> what an awful person she is. Some random co-worker then rocks up and complains about Sabrina flirting with customers, having a loving boyfriend, and having now a secret admirer. Josh pops in and asks Sabrina if she has any Valentine's plans, and it comes to light about the secret admirer. She then belches teeny tiny hearts and pops them, clearly a gaseous reflux caused by her now two apparent lovers. Some Mate. some random co-worker. First of all, a bit of um, nod to the OG Sabrina heads is that the name of this character is Marnie, which was the original name of the best friend character in the movie, the character that became Jenny um, later on. Um, Second of all, she's played by a woman with a brilliant name. Uh, She's played by Miss Essence Atkins. Yes, indeed. Hmm. who was uh, TJ's older sister in um, Smart Guy, if you remember that show, um, about a, a, a boy genius. I think that was shown on CBBC at some point in the early 2000s. Um, and, yeah, and she's gone on to yeah do a lot of other little sitcom bits and pieces. She did something called Half and Half, which apparently ran for four years, and it sounds like grown-up sister-sister, because it's about two half-sisters right. who like meet up when they're like in their 20s. Um, and she was also in a sitcom spin-off of the film Are We There Yet? with Ice Cube <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and also in uh, Marlon Wayans' uh, sitcom which was just called Marlon and that apparently aired a couple of years ago Oh well there we go Marnie, well, welcome aboard even if it's just very very briefly uh, Yeah she's in, I've looked up, she's in two episodes okay, She was well. poss- Possibly she'll get introduced in an episode that we'll see later <laughs> based on the yeah. uh, based on I... the Daniel Boone situation yeah, I, 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 I imagine so, I'm looking forward to that I was like, who the fuck is this? Who does she think she is? <laughs> yeah, I genuinely thought it was like, oh, Dream of, um, China Shavers must have been ill that day. Yeah. Just uh, got a random extra to fill in. Yeah, like, I was like, you leave Sabrina alone. Because she's kind of a bit condescending to her. She's kind of around to be a bit of Libby. And, yeah. uh, it's very like, yeah. how dare you just come in off the street, give grief to our saps and just leave. But I'm looking forward to this formal introduction we'll have soon. Yeah, she's maybe. She's, 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 She's bitter that Sabrina has attention, even though she already has a boyfriend. Yes, yeah, so she's she's a little little jealous there. Um, but back home, and Daniel Boone is showing Salem how to catch prey with a box and a piece of string. Nick Bakai's delivery of, whoa, what happened? When the box falls on him is <laughs> one, of the funniest, one of the funniest things in this episode. <laughs> He's got another brilliant delivery as well in this exact same scene where... Um, Obviously, she uh, Zelda walks in and she's like, "Hey, what's you know what's Daniel Boone doing here?" And she's and he says, um, "Oh no," she says, what, "You know, didn't you understand the phrase stay in the attic?" And he says, "Oh well, Salem was going to warn me when someone was coming." And he Salem just very quick, quietly just goes, "Watch out, if they come." <laughs> <laughs> that, that Watch out, if they come. That, 
That man is a treasure. <laughs> what can I say? Hilda sends Daniel back through the lost in time clock and is upset for about three seconds. But Zelda is more affected by this, obviously, and decides to find out who sent her this Valentine's Day card. She then magics in all of Hilda's ex-boyfriends to cross-examine them all and potentially ask them all for money because um, obviously Hilda keeps track of that. Why didn't they speak? I loved this rand- this room full of people from various different eras of history, clearly from how they were dressed. I wanted to- them to speak to some of these people. I thought I thought we were I thought just, even just the more like stereotypical um, uh, depictions of people from history, you know, with dodgy accents and all. You know, yeah, yeah it would exactly. have been nice just to interview I, a few I, people. I thought this scene was going to be gold, and very little was made of it. I think they just. Did- I- they didn't want to pay these extras for speaking roles. <laughs> I think that's all. But, uh... Meanwhile, in the kitchen, Sabrina is frantically looking through the spellbook to find out the cure for her hiccuping pink sparkly heart. While Salem firmly has our heart as he's wearing a delightful jungle hunter's outfit. Uh, Hilda and Zelda come home and are alarmed by what's happening to Sabrina, especially because uh, Sabrina hasn't done anything wrong or disobeyed anyone. And for the first time, both of them have no idea what's happening. So they decide to call Cupid for help. Uh, So due to it being Valentine's, he's far too busy. So instead, he sent his assistant, Roland. Roland. Nice. Welcome back, Phil Fandarko, for his very final appearance in the show. Oh. um, Which is a shame. Oh, really? Yeah, but he's been here across four seasons. This is about his fifth or sixth episode, I think. Um, Always always welcome to stop by as Phil. He's rocking some stubble here. I Mm -hmm. thought it was a good... uh, Rather than the full beard, I thought it was a good look for him. Um, yeah, I'm sad we won't be seeing him again. This wasn't yeah. one of his more mem- one of his more memorable appearances. This wasn't one of his more memorable appearances, but yeah, still nice to see him. Well, that's it. I mean, <laughs> I thought this is he's probably in it the least. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's less sort of striking role he's, he's had so far, but still, like you know, still making the most of the very few scenes he was in. That's you know, still sort of very funny. Still hitting us with a trademark farm boy towards the end of the episode. So, uh, so at least yeah. at least at least there's at least there's one Phil that I enjoy the company of. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, don't tell me who you're talking about. Um, so yeah, so Roland's back. So uh, obviously Sabrina is obviously truly terrified about this but Sabrina's heart is pounding loudly and her anxiety levels are now through the roof and Roland says the only way to find out what's wrong is to open her up thankfully no surgery is involved as he's got the key to her heart this is still horrible I don't care if there's no surgery involved (laughs) he sticks a key into her body and her body opens like her shirt opens and like her shirt like bent to like the shape of her chest opens and then they're like inside of her is this hollow compartment with a pulsating giant candy that it's horrible it looks great though it's it's it, awesome. oh, oh, oh don't get me wrong incredible effect like she must have been sunk a bit into the bed i'm guessing yeah for them to do that I think so, yeah, yeah but yeah but yeah great effect but still all the body horror is great effect, but it's still body horror, and it still has no place in the kids' sitcom. Um, yeah, it was quite clearly that she was under the bed, not even sunk in the bed, and it was about it. It was mildly entertaining that her heart was made of candy, but yeah, it. I wouldn't have called it. I mean, off was it our first body horror moment? Was the was the face off? The, I think that was the very be, first one, I think, be, yeah. There have been yeah. face-offs, there have been the guy with many ears. <laughs> but, oh, exactly. No, no, there's been loads. But that, that wasn't body horror. In my opinion, that wasn't body horror. That, that, that was a bit of um, cartoon comedy at best. Yeah, it is. I think I'm just squeamish. Like, just, just, th- just thinking about how the rest of her body would function if it had a hollow compartment that opened. And also the idea of sticking a key like into somebody. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not yeah. nice, is it? Yeah, it's not nice. But uh, yeah, no, but no, I, yeah, fantastic effect. You know, the open it or open her up like a, a you know a robotic compartment. And yeah, she's got this pulsating heart uh, that's made of candy. And uh, like I said, you know, it just looks uh, fantastic. Um, obviously, while this is happening, Salem has his own bit of trauma as he leaps out of the window shouting to just try and catch this mockingbird from uh, obviously shouting abuse at him. So, uh, yeah, and that leads on to an incredibly funny scene uh, in, in a few minutes' time. Um, 
So it turns out with this particular problem, uh, Roland can't help because he's just a temp and he just wants to hold Sabrina's hand. So still, uh, you know, very much another notch on the creep belt for this episode. Uh, I don't really, I, I'd, I'd never happy with that when Roland shows up. Mm. I feel like it's been toned up. I can't remember his last appearance, but I remember being like, oh, thank God they've kind of given that whole side of things a bit of a rest. But no, it's back. It's definitely back this time. Yeah, it's... Most of what, most of what he does. I think... At one point, he he got payment from holding Zelda's hand for a bit and stuff. And yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I, I don't like it, you know. But um, you know, it's at least it's very quick. He didn't actually then obsess about it later. He just just a quick little mention there. Um, but yeah, so the Spellman girls consult the magic book uh, now that they know what's wrong. Turns out, Candy Heart Syndrome is caused by a witch having two mortals vying for her heart around Valentine's Day. They come to the conclusion that the secret Valentine's card must have been for Sabrina, and that if Sabrina isn't given the right amount of attention quickly, then her condition will get progressively worse. But that'll have to wait, as Salem is crying for attention downstairs. And it turns out that uh, when he fell out the window, he actually landed on the bird and killed him. (laughs) (laughs) So so Hilda performs birdie CPR and brings it back to life. (laughs) His little puppet. And then when he comes back to life, they're like... It must have a string on it. Something good. They're just like jiggling this <laughs> bird. The little bird sound effect to, to show it's alive. To show it's alive now. Just like the slightest wobble. It's like when, what is it when, Hilda's feet talk or something like that. This S- episode. Oh yes, yeah. And they like wiggle the the foot ever so slightly, <laughs> just, just just to make it clear it's speaking. It's she wiggles very foot fun. so slightly to make it clear if he's speaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's same kind of thing of just like bare minimum puppetry. Which yeah. I love. Um, Sabrina's heart, meanwhile, begins pounding louder and literally out of her chest. And again, the practical effect of her chest pounding uh, is wonderful. Oh, yes. Um, Very good. Do you think anyone will believe I have a live ferret in my bra? She says as a way of trying to explain what's happening. But uh, I mean, I'm going to go with no one. <laughs> I'm going to go with whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah, it's Valentine's Day, whatever floats your boat. Um, I mean, I've heard of gerbiling, but I've never heard of ferreting. No, actually, I guess I guess because they're a bit bigger, aren't they? I mean, I don't, I don't really know how you'd. I'm. I. I bet somebody's tried. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. I was just gonna say. <laughs> I. I also. I, the first time I saw this heart pounding, I thought I was trying to look out for Melissa Joan Hart holding a fake arm down by her side yeah. and using a hand to beat it, but it looks like she has got two real arms, and yeah, it's actually something heart-shaped pounding in a, in a in a jumper, which is obviously really, really great effect. Very nice and well simple. Done. Well done. So it turns out that if Sabrina doesn't stop one of the mortals liking her, she'll become heartless and unable to love anyone. So begrudgingly, they magic in Roland to help them find out who her other admirer is. I mean, I feel that is that is just harsh. Yeah. I feel that is overkill. You've got two mortals that have got some form of a crush on you in some way, form or another. Therefore, if you don't sort it out, you're going to be a heartless bitch for the rest of your life. No, that's not okay. Again, it's still back to that archaic sort of way that the other realm is is run just... No, no, it's bullshit. bullshit, Oh, yeah, yeah, of course it is. It is is bullshit, but this is what I was going to say. Like, based on what you said, Phil, like, yeah, um, yeah, it shows how, like, conservative like the witching culture is that the idea that two people have the hots for you is sinful is wrong is against mm. nature i mean jesus well we, we've said that we've had this said this before like there's also it always comes back the fact that the witch community is very inbred in the sense that you know you can't yeah like, yeah you can't sort of uh you know sort of marry or just love someone outside of being a witch and it's just like this it's like you know it's bad enough you're having one more what have you got two get fuck and it's like just you're gonna you're gonna never love anyone for the rest of your life yeah it's how does somewhere where anything is possible where you can make just about anything happen with magic be such a fucking buzzkill why is it such? Why is it such a puritanical society? I mean, they shouldn't have any affection for Puritans. I mean, they've suffered greatly at the hands of them, of course. Back in the maybe day, maybe that's why Graham. Well, if you can't beat they, them, join it, them. No, yeah, well, yeah, essentially, or they've been worn down so much over the years right. that it's like, well, yeah, we're just going to be them, but the opposite side of them. Those guys who used to burn us at the stake. They have a point. It's basically what they're saying. It's, yeah. 
So, yeah, so they magic in uh, Roland to help them find out who Sabrina's other admirer is. Uh, with a threat and to shove his wings up his arse, he shoots the card and it turns into a photo of Josh. As she must now force Josh into no longer liking her. And with that, her condition worsens as the theme song to that incredibly popular show, Love in Bloom, starts playing through her chest. Yeah, not a clue what that was. Yeah, uh, yeah Jack Betty, he was one of those guys like they were back then where he could do a bit of everything. Uh, one of his original acts was that he was a violinist, but he'd do the thing where he like played violin deliberately badly and got annoyed when people booed him and things like that. But yeah, he was a popular sort of comedian, entertainer guy. He had a sitcom which started off on the radio and then later went on to TV and was very much kind of like one of the origin- original kind of like sitcoms. If you've ever played L.A. Noir. Uh, there is an episode of the radio series The Jack Betty Show on the in-game radio on there. That's the only exposure to Jack Betty I've had. Very, very, very much old-timey, and yeah, this was like his signature tune or a tune that was associated with him. So, uh, so yeah, so Sabrina's condition worsens now, so she decides to take this worsened condition to the coffee shop, which is called what, Chris? Uh, Go-Go Beans. <laughs> It's, it's definitely a different name for it. So, uh, yeah, so she heads to Go-Go Beans uh, to find Josh and tries to muffle the music by stealing loads of coats. Uh, she then tries to convince Josh that she's incredibly obnoxious and not cute, but unfortunately she's far too cute and locked, uh, lacks any obnoxious qualities. She even tries to say the reason why she's got loads of coats is because she's a kleptomaniac. Um, so, again, always, Sabrina always thinking on her feet. I thought a kleptomaniac was someone that just stole shiny things. No, that's a magpie. <laughs> I, guess, I think it's just someone who steals any any old thing. So, uh, so Sabrina obviously failing at uh, being unable to, uh, you know, appear sort of uh, ugly and awful. Uh, she decides that she might have better luck making Josh fall in love with someone else. Uh, but she better do it quickly because she now begins singing the theme to Love in Bloom. Uh, I guess, obviously, the, the only the words of the, the name of the episode and the words they've probably paid for. Uh, but she keeps singing that like a maniac. And obviously, it's, it's quite funny to watch. Um, we then jump back home for easily the funniest visual we've seen all season, perhaps all of our lives. Um, a tiny bird puppet on an IV drip, lying in a hospital, <laughs> lying in a hospital bed, being mildly nudged to make it look like it's talking. When Salem, dressed as a nurse, asks him what he needs. Brilliant. <laughs> Could all the minutes. <laughs> Would all the miniature hospital equipment have existed beforehand, or would they had to have made it? Oh, good question. No, well, no, the no, magic is was, in them. Was... They made it themselves. That's the magic. Was it like a no, bar- no, no. Was it like a Barbie no. ICU set? <laughs> yes, it, exactly that. Yeah, it's, that's what I'm thinking. It, it was a children's toy. They didn't hand make everything. What a morbid... It was a children children's toy that they toy. adapted slightly. Um, for a bird. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my children to buy any toy with a life support machine. <laughs> it's bleak, isn't it? No, they need to learn, Graham. They need <laughs> to learn. Life support is a viable option. This is where you'll end up if you don't behave. <laughs> exactly. There you go. If you don't behave, you'll be on life support, and we might just pull the plug there because you go. you're annoying. Merry, cri- exactly. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Here we go. I've got the Barbie kidney stone playset. Enjoy. <laughs> the Barbie polio playset. We might not get you that jab. <laughs> we might turn it down. <laughs> then where will you be? But still, though, let's. Uh, but you know that that entire setup. It's just hilarious. Like I said, you know, she's got this tugging on a bit of string just to make it look like this bird is tweeting to him and Salem again just dress again never afraid to dress up as a female she's dressed as you know in a female nurse's outfit um just talking sweet nothings to it just I thought with... he was just wearing a hat I don't I think I think it's I think he's got an outfit on I, I don't think. think it was the full outfit I love how you've gone with dressed as a female nurse and well, I'm 90% sure he was wearing a hat. You say that, Chris. Have you ever seen a male nurse wear that hat? To be honest with you, I've never seen a male nurse of that time where that's they what, would have worn that that's hat. What, that's what I mean. So from that point of view, I guess it is kind of by association a, a, a feminine outfit. When the, the bird is on the life support machine, and does he ask him to turn up the TV or something like that? Oh, I'm not putting the TV on for you. Not after you flatline during popular... Is what he says. Yes. Um, and popular was a, a competing show at the time, oh. um, on the WB, like another like teen like sitcom, um, starring a younger Leslie Bibb. 
So it's I think it's kind of like a diss at the competition that oh the show's so bad that it made this bird flatline. But do you know what's do you know what's, fu- do you know what's funny about that? At the end of this episode, at the end of season four, uh, ABC cancelled Sabrina and and it ended up on the WB. So it would have been a sister show <laughs> a year later. So well, there maybe we they had go. To, maybe they had to. Maybe they had to take it back in order to uh, sign the contract with the uh, WB. I don't know. Maybe, but, uh, but no, that no, that that is um, interesting. I mean, it's yeah. obviously it's uh, it's kind of like Sabrina's wheelhouse to mock shows on the same network that are at the same audience in the same extended universe. So to, to actually go across networks, it's quite ambitious of them. Well, yeah, they normally show up on their shows and show up on the the other shows in order to mock the show, don't they? But. Uh... <laughs> Um, Sabrina's singing of the Love in Bloom theme intensifies as she tries to make Josh fall in love with complete strangers, but it's not working. And to make matters worse, she starts becoming heartless and cold, and her aunt Hilda and Zelda panic that they're running out of time. So again, they begrudgingly request the help from Roland. Uh, they arrive at the coffee shop, Go Go Beans, uh, where they find Sabrina tearing a new one into Harvey, who he's just gone there just to kiss her, and he's, oh, he's she's like, I'm... oh, you know what, I, I hate everything about you, and he's proper torn open and about, uh, I... yeah. I, I didn't know there were so many things you didn't like about me or something he says really i tell you what this is a painful enough watch anyway seeing harvey so cut up at you know his best gal uh tearing him a new one he just said hello and she was like here we go no he said hello gave her a kiss she turned around and he just sat down and he took it It, yeah i'm glad we didn't see any detail of what she was saying to him i'm glad oh yeah yeah i didn't want to like a blow by blow blow by blow thing of Sabrina, like the whole thing would be unsubstantiated. It's just like, yeah, but like, yeah, they still could have had to say it all. And where he's like, oh, I had no idea you felt like that. I'm glad we didn't see the actual words mm. because, yeah, just seeing his sort of heart gradually get broke. Well, not broken exactly because he was clearly okay with it. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> seeing it gradually get sort of wounded by these words yeah. really would have really would have been a tough watch so they arrive at the coffee shop where they find sabrina tearing a new one into harvey and when harvey asks if she even loves him she's about to completely devastate him fortunately hilda zelda and roland rock up however unfortunately roland's hatred for farm boy almost causes sabrina to break up with harvey Luckily, Zelda snatches his pea shooter and makes Josh fall in love with Hilda, whilst Roland takes the opportunity to shoot Harvey and make him fall head over heels for Zelda. Um, so yeah, we just get so Sabrina obviously returns back to normal because uh, Josh's attention has suddenly quickly left her and now is firmly attached to um, to Hilda. So at least it's nice that that spell was, uh, or that uh, curse per se, that illness uh, was was broken by like an artificial attraction leaving and going to Hilda. You know, it's not like Josh. Josh probably still is very much attracted to Sabrina, but for the time being, he's is, is infatuated with uh, with Hilda. I also liked how Hilda is obviously he's pouring his heart out to Hilda, saying she's beautiful. And she says, slow down, Junior. And I think that's a very good just putting down of, of just, you know, like the age gap between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's, was, was, was very funny. Yeah, always, always, yeah, good to see that Hilda isn't a cradle snatcher. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Um, good to get a farm boy in there. You've got to, especially considering it's his last outing. Um, yeah. And uh, also, it was quite funny seeing, um, yeah, Harvey come over all uh, Dustin Hoffman with um, with Zelda. Um, when I say yeah. come over all Dustin Hoffman, I mean in the graduate, not generally. If someone comes, <laughs> someone comes all over over all Dustin Hoffman with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that might necessarily be a, a, a might necessarily be a good thing or a pleasant thing to see at all. But um, yeah, I mean, of course, if if, you, if someone comes all over Dustin, <laughs> Hoffman, the the least you can do is apologise. Well, except, but uh, yes, yeah, so we get uh, obviously uh, Harvey hitting the foot or something like that by um, by Roland, and yeah, he just falls head over heels very suddenly for Zelda and says he's never realised how devastatingly beautiful she is and. Uh, you know, these women are like, oh, great, we've got these two kids after us. But hey, Sabrina's back to normal, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all we can ask for. Uh, the credits roll, and we're sailing through the Milky Way, where Harvey can't stop staring into Zelda's eyes. Josh can't stop declaring his love for Hilda, who we learn um, is 597 years older than him. Right, so it's 2000, so 
600 years prior would have been 1400. So Hilda was born in around 1403. Right. I want you to commit that to memory. Mate, I can't even remember the name of the fucking coffee house. <laughs> so if it is ever challenged, if, if any evidence is presented in future contradicting that, then we know that um, they've fucked up and we can hold them to account for it. Yeah, that's it. So what you've got to remember, Chris, is every time, every episode I'm going to ask you uh, the name of the coffee shop and when uh, Hilda was born. Every time you ask me about the, the name of the coffee house, all I'm going to remember now is 1403. Yeah, What's the name say. of the coffee house? Was 1403. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so, so we learn, yeah, she was, uh, she's about 597 years older than him. And Roland can't stop persistently irritating Sabrina. So she then pushes Roland off the gondola and he's never seen again as he lands in the land of Sabrina Cast alumni. So, so, uh, so we uh, to assume yeah. that he died. Yeah, he died, and that's why he didn't come back. Because he, yeah. or oh, that, or he's just falling for eternity. I don't know the laws of Sabri- space. Sabrina commits commits a murder to end this episode. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> there we go, guys. That is the end of um, of our Valentine's Day episode again. But we're actually recording it fairly close to it. You know, only two months out or so. Uh, but yeah, upon reflection, yeah, did we did we still enjoy this episode? Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that perhaps. Reviewing it back, you realise it was quite a weak one plot-wise, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, I mean, we've been told... Oh, we'll get on to that in a second. But yeah, I, th- I think I think it was quite a, a weak one plot-wise, but we also chuckled a lot, like, looking back at the gags. I think it was a very, very strong episode comedically. Yes, yeah. I think, I think course-wise, in terms of, you know, an actual beginning, middle of an end of, of an episode, you know, it was... It, you know, pretty feeble but i think the actual gags in it the, the the visual gags as well and you know i think i think everything inside it was was funny uh, but yeah in terms of the actual strength of it being an actual sitcom episode was yeah it was it left a lot to be desired but i very much enjoyed um uh, what was on offer anyway uh chris what about you do you uh, do you sort of think the same i mean there's pros and cons to all episodes of sabrina and i think I think if we watched these random three episodes in order, it might have got a. It might be viable to achieve more points in progression than it actually will do. If that makes sense. Yeah, because we're going to be like, you know, who the hell's Daniel Boone? Who the hell's Marnie and stuff? But yeah, I think I think it. Well, we we may even see after watching these next few episodes. It may be obvious that they were in the wrong order. I'm, I'm not too sure. I doubt um, it, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... was it entertaining? Yes. Did I enjoy Roland's return? Yes. It was just the whole Josh is a love interest thing. It was like, how are we back to that? I thought that was put to bed. How is this still a thing? We haven't spoken about it for fuck knows how long. Partly because we haven't cast Pod for about two months. But also, also, it's like... we it. I thought it was done. I thought it was done and dusted. I didn't think we were going to return to it. But lo and behold, here we are on a Valentine's Day episode going, what? But I do do like how it seems seemingly just nipped in the bud. It's just, that's it. Um, oh, yeah, he still has feeling for her. But yeah, Sabrina is not. I, that's Actually, I did like that side. Sabrina isn't interested anymore. She's She was she was attracted to Josh in the first place. But now when she found out she um that he was she was she's not uh, she's like outraged by it in a way like she's not um you know she's like oh you know another boy fancy me but she's she's like no 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 like she's completely she's not even considering that well you know what maybe i do like josh after all but no she's just completely kind of like horrified by it and wants to kind of yeah just just a few diff- she wants to put the fire out as you know as quickly as possible exactly it's a problem that somebody else fancies her mm-hmm. it's not a problem that she's torn between these two guys. Yes. She knows she wants Harvey, which is good. Yes, very much so. But yeah, but I mean, obviously that all the time, we know we might as well, um, you know, give it a, a, a score because at the end of every episode, we like to uh, sum it up in a, uh, you know, a couple of different um, points, criteria per se. So we like to score each episode on magic, wit, creativity, and say it with me, boys. Progression. Or do we? <laughs> or do we? Or do we? Because, uh, yes... I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to do about this because, you see, the thing is, right? If if we give in to them, they'll think that they've got fucking power. They'll think that they're fucking that they fucking matter. And the fact of the matter is that they don't. It's our podcast, so fuck them. So fuck them. They don't fucking matter. We can do this without them. You know, we created this. Oh shit, we're still on. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, 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 I mean, we really value the input of our listeners, and, uh... We, we, we have our annual general meeting coming up, okay? <laughs> yes. We will yes, discuss we it yes, we then. Yeah. We'll score it with progression this time around, but then we've got our annual general meeting, so listen up, listeners. Our annual general meeting will happen before the 31st of December, at which point we will decide whether we will continue to judge an episode on progression or not on progression. That is to be or not to be confirmed. Yeah, and, and again, you know, whatever decision we, we make, I may or may not um, post it on social media or, or even talk about it because we're, we're, we're incredibly forgetful and lazy. <laughs> but, yes. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, when, um, it, again, I've completely, I've, I can't even find the comments, so I do apologise, um, you know, for, for, for those of you who have suggested to it. It's just something that it was really, I guess, from series one to three, there was a lot of progression, a lot of story arcs between them all. So, you know, it, and it was always something that we did highly praise and obviously, with something that shows a pattern, we imagine it takes over into other seasons. But um, I still think because it played such a large role in the past seasons that it is something that should still be looked at. But I guess I guess it does end up making episodes that were otherwise really good kind of seem not so good because they don't follow on how old episodes have been. Well, we'll leave it as it is for now. But yeah, it will be something uh, only because we've not recorded for so long. We've actually forgotten about it. So, uh, but yeah, it's something we, we it will re- get revi- revised. You know, we do like to try and add new things to to the podcast season by season. But uh, yeah, maybe this is something we'll, we'll look into very soon. But we'll, we'll we'll let you know. But in the meantime, it's magic, wit, creativity, and progression. Uh, so first of all, boys, magic. Just how magical was this episode? Well, let's see. We had the um, we had the the uh, candy heart spell. Mm-hmm. Um, Creativity. Maybe. No, no. It, I mean, but it was it, still it was still a spell. It was still it was still. It wasn't a spell. Well, an ill an illness, a magical illness, a magical illness. Her having a candy heart wasn't. And we a had spell. the cupid love at first sight arrows, which you know have a magical yeah, property. A bit magical, yeah. We had the bird talking in insults. Though, magic-wise, it wasn't that magic of an episode. There wasn't so there wasn't so much in play, but I think, but there was. It did sort of revolve a lot. I think, yeah. The the magical illness is is it's you know it affects his witches. Yeah, so it's, we did come up with three magical points there. So okay, I, I'll allow the fact that they got the magic book out as a point. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, okay, yes, yeah. I'd, I'd say that gives it a three. Yeah, I'd say I'd say a, a three. three. I'm yeah. happy with three for magic. I'll allow a three. Oh, I'll allow a three. for that. I'll allow so, uh, what about wits? Just how funny was this episode? Very. Um, well, including... Well, like I said right at the top of the episode, just because of that uh, opening joke from Salem uh, about semen, it's a yep, fine. Yeah, I, think it's a, yeah. I think I think funny why I think it was a very, very funny episode, uh, despite that, you know, we were saying not too much um, meat on the bone. I think, yeah, I think overall it was still a very funny episode. Just G- joke. Bird on life support machine, um, some great, um, some great uh, deliveries of lines by Nick Mackay that we've talked about, and some some good character, yeah. some good yeah. character gags. I can't quite remember too many of them, but there was some good interplay between um, Sabrina and Hilda and Zelda that was very character consistent, and I got a, I did actually chuckle audibly at some of it. So, I, yeah, a five, I would give it a five. Yeah, and like I said it's you know it's not every day um, an episode of Sabrina starts on a cum shot, so it's you know might as well uh, <laughs> might as well go for. So yeah, I'd say five for for uh, wit. Excellent. Uh, what about creativity? I mean, there's not a lot you can do with with a Valentine's Day episode. So they 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 did what they could in relation hmm. to not repeating what they've already done. Yeah, I I liked I liked how it was a Valentine's Day episode, but at the end of the day, it was about. About, about an illness like a, a syndrome it wasn't all about uh, you know it wasn't about Sabrina being in love with anyone which I think was different with everything we're going through at the moment it was it, uh, it was good it was good to watch something about an illness it was a great bit of escapism um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> like, like, like I said it wasn't it wasn't that inventive but it was it went against the natural grain so I feel like they need uh, they they need recognition for that but it's still it wasn't the most creative thing. No, I mean, I'd, I don't I'd, know. I'd be happy with a three, I think. Yeah. Three yeah, yeah, creativity. Yeah. And then finally, potentially for the last time, uh, progression. Well, fuck knows with this, mate. Uh, Marnie. Bugger I know knows. it's a bit uh, hard. Mr. It's a Boone, bit hard, isn't Bugger it? Knows. <laughs> Marnie, Daniel Boone. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if they're really 
progression. I think they're only in these two episodes. Say that the episodes that they're introduced should be um, progression because it explains where they come from. <laughs> yes, yeah. I agree with yeah. that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll allow a point for progression for the fact that we now know it takes 100 years to get a gondola ride in the Milky okay, Way. Yeah, 100 that's... years for a gondola ride in the Milky Way. Hilda's age. Um, yeah. And a bit of sort of that's one they're, point. They're, they're, and... Hilda's sort of uh, and Zelda sort of past lovers, you know. Um, you know, yep. At Civil War, and for also, example. Still only one point. But I might give an extra point for the firm establishment um, of the fact that Sabrina is definitely all in for Harvey. Like yeah. Josh is. Not I'd say that's, ahead I anymore. say that's a massive. Yeah. I say that's a massive. Sort yeah. of so progression. okay, so two. I was going to say, give it a three because we're under five. We're not for marking things down on progression. <laughs> I know I said, don't, I know I said, don't give in to them. What, 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 what you want to do? I mean, like you're giving in to we them. We do need them, okay? I mean, I know, like we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't actually value their opinion. But if we give them the illusion that they do, they'll keep listening. You see? Are we, are we still recording? Yes, we are still recording. Uh, oh, 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 shit. Um, uh. So that brings us three for magic, five for uh, wit, three for creativity, and three for progression. So, Christopher, what the bloody hell does that give us? 14. 14. Out of 20. Definitely. You know, for an episode that, we, that we, we've said a few times already, that's not so much of a great episode. You know, we we found it funny enough and you know it was decent enough and yeah 14 that's probably one of the highest episodes we've uh we've rated it's probably the highest one this season maybe yeah mainly because of a semen joke at the start <laughs> of the episode that's it that may, that's the secret to it you know if if the rest of these seasons um want to start off they need to start with a semen that's uh that's how it goes uh okay so boys so there we go very very high the scoring episode that's probably a surprise for us all but there we go 14 out of 20 for episode 15 or 16 or 17 i don't really know when it was supposed to be but it's 15 on our records um boys would you like to know what episode 16 or 15 or 17 is next i would yes please or would or i don't know <laughs> it's called welcome back duke duke who Welcome back, Duke. Duke, Duke, Duke. is in like the Dukes of Hazard, or the other grand old of, of York. York, or John Wayne, who was frequently referred to as the Duke. Um, that's very true. Yeah. Wait, when was John Wayne in it? When was he in Sabrina? John Wayne hasn't been in Sabrina. John Wayne's not. He's not been in Sabrina. He could be. Is that your, is that your guess, Chris? <laughs> Welcome back, Duke. Okay, okay, this is my guess. Okay. John John Wayne John Wayne's in this episode and that's the reason why why Dreamer's not in it for the rest of the season. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it. I know what the episode is. I I know what the episode is. So Welcome Back Duke is Willard Craft reminiscing about his childhood and he finally has a happy memory and it's about his dog Duke. And then Zelda or Hilda or Sabrina trying to be kind resurrects his dead dog except his dead dog is dead like a zombie dog yeah okay interesting um what about you Graham what do you think Sabrina um a a flight is delayed due to bad weather um and the Duke of York uh, Prince Andrew um lands in lands in Westbridge oh, and she needs to get him to Little St. James or Pizza Express. I mean, that'd be quite a trip to Woking from, from Westbridge. <laughs> yes, it certainly would. Um, and, and she's like, I'll get you there, no sweat. Um, but, so, uh, so, so, so cumulatively, your, your guesses were um, this episode features a zombie dog, a paedophile, or a racist. Is that, is that your three... <laughs> Three guesses. Excellent. Okay. As if Prince as yes. if Prince Andrew isn't also a racist. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or a dead dog. He will be soon. Uh so episode sixteen, welcome back, Duke. Salem's old pal Duke returns after completing his term of exile from Witchdom, but he struggles to fit back in as his magic ain't what it used to be. And Duke, boys, is played by the magnificent raging alcoholic that is Dick Van Dyke. Oh, 
Come on. Wow. In person, or is he voicing a cat? No, it's it's him. It's he's he's as Dick Van Dyke. He's, he's uh, oh as... what Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. The next episode has got Dick Van Dyke in it. Certainly has playing one of uh, one of Salem's old sort of scheming uh, former oh former God. buddies. What, what a treat! Can we record this now? <laughs> oh. Well, no, well, I said we, we've got we've got the bug now. We're going to uh, you know we're, we're obviously a bit more relaxed this time, so we will be recording our next episode uh, sort of very soon. Uh, but no, after that, I certainly am incredibly excited to see what. You know what Dick Van Dyke brings, and I do hope it's just some genuine sort of flair and a bit of a kick, kick up the arse. I think that the season is. I think having a, yeah. a massive star like this in this episode is, is really star, what it needs, particularly as we're moving into the second half of the season now, or rather moved into the second season of this. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Well, well, we don't know with the out of order sequence. We might be very much in the second <laughs> half, or we might be at the knows, very so beginning. The, of the, the episode we've half. watched could be in season five. Who fuck knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, join us for um episode uh did i say 60 Oof, who knows they're all out of order our next episode will be welcome back duke with starring dick van dyke so we're very much excited uh excited for that one uh, but as for this one we were excited for it we're back we're enjoying ourselves we've had a great time and i hope you have too my name has been phil dean and i've been joined by my closest buddies they have been uh, mr graham riley thank you very much graham Watch your boat from Hushabye Mountain sail far away from Lullaby Bay. Yes, a bit, 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 bit of dick for you there. Nah, oh, sip <laughs> sip the start of this episode didn't have enough already. Uh, and we're joined by another one. Uh, is Mr. Chris Evans. Hello. Thank you, Chris. Did you just call me a dick? Thank you very much, Graham. And thank you very much, Phil. Uh, that's been the uh, Sabrina the Teenage Watch. It's been lovely to have you with us. And uh, yeah, so if you would like to uh, support the show, you can do it in uh, lots of different ways. Um, you can follow us on social media. As as you may see, um, at least a month ago, I was posting things and you never know, I might do it again. Who knows? I'm crazy at this time of year. So uh, yeah, find us on Facebook. We are Sabrina the Teenage Watch. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Sabrina Watch. Uh, and if you would like to leave us a five-star review, why not just give us a five-star review for being back? Who cares if you like the episode or not? Just say, great, I've waited too long for these boys to uh, to record another episode. Five stars. You know, do what you want. Find wherever you find uh, and listen to our show as a great review. Just really helps us and it obviously lifts our spirits, particularly at this time of year and, and you know, the rough year that we've all had. Uh, and on that topic as well, wherever you are in the world listening to our show, um, you know, just continue to be safe and, you know, just, um, you know, kind of just try and enjoy yourself uh, for the rest of the year. And particularly if you're like uh, us in the UK, having more restrictions around Christmas time, um, you know, if you are listening to this um, just before Christmas, then yeah, have a have a wonderful Christmas, very Merry Christmas and a happy and healthy New Year. Um, and you two boys as well, I haven't said it to you yet, guys, but yeah, uh, have a very Merry Christmas and a, and a wonderful New Year to you both. I mean, I, I hope we do actually speak to each other at some point before New Year. But no, I that's it. No, it's gone. <laughs> um, that's it. No, it's, that's it. See you next year. So. Oh, this, this is, is it. it. Okay. See you next year. Yeah. Oh, well, right. Well, okay. <laughs> right. Well, in that case, there's only one more thing to say. May every little thing you do be magic. <laughs>